Some of you are familiar with the biblical text uh, around Christmas. This is one of them. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of Cain Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking. Everybody shout, asking. Asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose. And we have come to worship him. Shout, we saw his star. After this interview, King Herod spoke with them and tried to figure out who they were talking about, sent him to go find him so he could come uh, and quote-unquote worship. He wanted to uh, annihilate it. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem and went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was, speaking of Jesus. When they saw the star, they were... The text here says "feel." The better Greek word for it is they exploded with joy. Everybody shout, exploded, exploded with joy. God, would you just work miracles in our thinking, work miracles in our imagination, and ultimately in how we live over the course of the days and weeks to come. I ask this in Jesus' name. Shout amen. Amen. Please be seated. So I want to start off by talking just a little bit about last weekend in the context of this series that we're talking about recapturing the wonder of Christmas, which really is a springboard for me to really talk about recapturing the wonder of life. And the first thing I want to do is just give God praise for all of you guys. Uh, I know that some of you are guests, and so you're just hearing about this. Others of you had some other uh, responsibilities that would not allow you to be with us on last weekend. But I want to point out that last weekend, nearly 600 of you in the cold and rain showed up at our two partner schools and did a wide range of projects. I'm going to talk about them in just a minute. I'm going to show you some pictures in just a minute. Everywhere from uh, moving books and supplies as it relates to uh, relocating a library to deep cleaning classrooms to just doing a variety of things, uh, building spirit fences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That was absolutely incredible for these two schools. Can you just give God a hand praise? Uh, so you guys are awesome. Uh, uh, so first of all, uh, we had a, one, uh, had a staff person to go over and above, kind of leading that effort. That was Christina Allo. Can you just celebrate her? We're going to throw her picture up there. All right. Secondly, and even more importantly, are all of the folk who uh, led projects and campuses. We had tons of leaders. So if you led anything, I want you to stand because I just want to thank you. If you were a part of the last weekend and you were leading in any kind of way, just stand so I can see you real quickly. Do I have any leaders in here? There's one. Come on. Don't be shy. Stand. There we are. Come on. Come on, congregation. Celebrate our leaders. Thank you. Yes. You guys are the bomb. All right. Thank you. Have a seat. And... If you had an opportunity to actually show up in the rain and in the cold, I want all of you to stand so that we can just give God praise for you. Stand up so we can see who you are. Hey! So proud of you. Thank you so very, very much. This is my church. 
love you guys. You guys are the bomb. Uh, also, uh, we happen to be blessed to have one of the principals here of the school, uh, Miss Michelle and her husband. Would you just stand and so that we can see you guys and just celebrate you for being there they are. All right. So if you ask us, say, hey, why, you, why did you do that? What were, you, what were you really doing? You know, I spent several weeks, those of you who've been with us for a while, you know, I spent several weeks teaching from John 3.16, where I said that John 3.16 reveals to us uh, God's love, and that God's love is absolutely the best love in all creation. And I said that... The best love in all creation, just learning from John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, always has at the heart of it extravagant generosity. Extravagant generosity is love that loves beyond expectations and requirements. That love at its best always has uh, an unconditionality for uh, whosoever believed in him would not perish. God gave his son and it's up to us to choose to believe or not. It's unconditional. Uh, love at its best loves without expecting anything in return. And then uh, it's redemptive for whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That, that, that when we love extravagantly, generously, and without conditions, it tends to make the people around us and the world around us just a bit more better than it was before. So that's what we were doing at, at Garfield and Santee. We were loving with the, with the love of God uh, in those three ways. And, and, and when we left, we left behind, listen, some wonder. Everybody shout wonder. Wonder. So let me talk a little bit about that. This whole series has been about breaking the routine in our lives and developing the discipline to see the wonders of God all around us. As a matter of fact, if you hadn't had a chance to hear those first couple of weeks, just go to our website, pick the podcast, uh, and, and just work through that. I, I commend that to you. But there's tons of literature now in science and social science behavior uh, that, that affirms the fact that those of us who are able to live with a sense of wonder in a broken and challenging world tend to live a higher quality of life. Let me give you a couple examples. Uh, literature now says that uh, if you can live with a sense of wonder, if you can recognize in small ways and big ways the wonders of God around you and that you are fascinated and blessed by it on a regular basis, that uh, the likelihood is that uh, 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 diabetes and arthritis and heart attacks and depression will tend to be less in your life. They call something they have something they call inflammatory mole uh, signal molecules, like markers that they find are are much less in the lives of people who have a sense of wonder. Tell the person next to you that can affect your health. Tell them. Living with a sense of wonder can affect your health. We also discovered that, that those who live with a sense of wonder as a discipline, you see, uh, tend 
to be able to rebound from some of life's greatest traumas. And as they struggle through disease and sickness, they, they tend to be a bit more resilient because they see the wonder around them. So seeing wonder, experiencing it, is an incredibly important thing. This text intersects with what we did last weekend, and it is all about instructing us yet another week of how to begin to live lives that actually looks for and and pauses and slows down and experiences the wonder of God all around us. First of all, let's begin with this text that that we read. Uh, It begins by pointing out that uh, that these wise men, by the way, it doesn't give us a number. On TV, it's usually three wise men, but there are no numbers here. So we don't know how many wise men they were. Uh, but, but these wise men uh, came uh, during the era of King Herod. Now, this is the backdrop of this text, right? Uh, and then at the center of this text is the star. Everybody shout, the star. The star, because they saw the star. So the first thing you know is that the the expression of wonder in this text, God's wonder in this text, is actually captured by the star that they saw. The text says they saw the star. Now here's why it was so important for them to see God's wonder as expressed in the star. Because the backdrop was that King Herod was the king. He was uh, partly Jew, partly Gentile. And he was a brutal king. He was killing folk by the thousands. He was ruthless. He was a king that was unjust. And in addition to that, watch this, that it had been 400 years between Matthew and the last book in the Old Testament since there had been a word from a prophet. And so Israel, for 400 years, had, in a sense, kind of had moved through life with no evidence. They had no email, no facts, no, no solid evidence that God was actually with them, that, that God was still paying attention to them. Now, that's the backdrop. Here's the good news. But then they saw the star. These wise men shout, the star, the wonder of God in the, in the environment. And the moment they saw the star... The star, the wonder of God, reminded those who actually saw it, come on now, that while it might be dark, while it might feel like a hopeless context, that if you see the wonder of God, it means that God himself is in the neighborhood. Come on, you ought to tell somebody, God's in the neighborhood, God's in the neighborhood. I know how it looks on TV. I know about the news and all of the stuff that we're reading about. I know that some of us are walking through sickness and trial. I know that some of us are dealing with grief and loss and it feels dark and it's hard for you to have a sense of wonder. But I just want to stop by to tell you that that embedded in the darkness around you is still an everlasting God who is in the neighborhood. He's with you. Tell the person next to you, he's with you. But you have to look for the star. The text says they saw. You have to look for the star. I, I, I get this a little bit because this is, I, I, I've had a chance to walk my, uh, my, uh, my pastor and spiritual dad. His wife is in hospice. And I've been walking with him. 
We've got some members who are going through some very challenging uh, physical uh, illness. I've had the honor of walking with them. I've, I've got some folk who have lost their spouse too, families in particular, uh, their fathers. And this is going to be the first Christmas that they and their kids are not going to have their moms there. And I've been walking with them. And I get that, that sometimes it's so hard to see the wonder. But tell the person next to you, you've got to look for the star. You, 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 you've got to, one, one of the benefits of having Christmas on a rotating cycle shows up year after year. The way that God has somehow orchestrated life so that we have Christmas. And these days, it seems like Christmas is getting longer and longer and longer. You know, maybe a week before Thanksgiving is showing up here. But one of the benefits of having Christmas year after year is that when we see the lights and hear the music and all of the beauty that has surrounded us, it's one of the ways that God uses Christmas to say to all of us, come on now, slow it down a little bit and look for the wonder around you. Look for the star. Look for evidence of God's presence. I was talking to one of our parents earlier today and, and he said he found the star, if you will, the wonder in his nine-year-old son. He said that they were... They were uh, they were working around the house. He was working on a couple of rooms, and, and he's, a, he's, a, uh, he's a carpenter, and, and they were cutting and sewing, and, and he looked around. His nine-year-old son was right there keeping up with him, using a power drill and drilling, hammering and so forth, and so he caught him. He said he stopped for a moment. He said to his nine-year-old boy, he said, who are you? <laughs> and the, the boy looks back at him and says, I'm your son. Can somebody shout wonder? Come on, come on, celebrate that. That's a wonder. And in that moment, that father who had had a difficult week realized God is with me in the toughness. But you got to look for the star against the backdrop of whatever the challenge is. Shout, I've got to look for it. I've got to look for it. To look for it. One way to slow down to look for it, a lot of you are spending some time in prayer every night with your family. I, I hear reports about it. Congratulations. One mother told me that the way they're working it is they do it around their dinner time rather than having an extra prayer that they extend their, 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 their grace time around dinner and they go around and talk about what they're thinking for. And she says she's got a couple of boys and oftentimes they're hungry at dinner time. So she's learned that God can be flexible. Can you tell the person next to you, God can be flexible? And so she said to them, she recognizes when they're hungry, right? So she said, you know what, let's just go ahead and eat. And, when we, and by midway the meal, we'll pause and give God some things. And the kids say, yes, that's great, that's awesome. And guess what, midway the meal, when they're kind of full and the food is really good, they got a lot more to give God thanks for. Come on now. <laughs> so wonder. got to slow it down. Prayer is a way to slow it down. Three or four minutes a day. So the text says they saw the star. They saw God's wonder. Now, what this means is that the wonder popped out. Scientists have tried to, and scholars have tried to figure out exactly what did they actually see. Some people said that perhaps it was a, uh, the interconnection between a couple of planets that happened in a very unusual way. 
Others have said that perhaps it was a, was a Halley Comet. Others have said perhaps it was a supernova, a star burning out and making its way. And they saw that. But Matthew wants us to know that, 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 that <laughs> you can land with any of those. But what Matthew is trying to say is that this wonder, shall wonder, was, was, was supernaturally orchestrated. That, that, that it was attached, come on now, to the power of God. And, and, and we don't have to go far because even if it was a Nova or a Haley, or, or, or even if you're just standing on the beach and looking at the ocean, anytime you see wonder, come on now, uh, uh, that jumps out at you out of the environment, it is a reminder not just of the presence of God, but also of the power of God. Supernatural. Now, here's what I want to point out. The, uh, the, the, the wise men, who were probably out of Persia, uh, they saw it. If they saw it, other folk could have seen it. Why do we just hear about these? Come on now. Because they remind us that while we're surrounded by expressions of God's power, so often we might catch a glimpse, but we never slow our lives down to really consider what we call a glimpse. We just keep moving. It's the value of coming to church. You, you, you slow your life down just a little bit to catch a to consider the glimpse that you are catching. The second thing I want to point to in this text is, not only did they see the star, but I want you to see, which is a very important piece that of, of, of experiencing wonder, I want you to see the curiosity in the text. Everybody shout, curiosity. Curiosity, curiosity, curiosity. curiosity. Ah, curiosity. Here it is in verse 2. It comes on asking a question. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, verse, verse 2. They were asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose. Everybody shout, where is he? It is a question of curiosity. Here's the issue. While other people may have seen the star and just kept on about their lives... These individuals, uh, they not only saw the star, come on now, but they, uh, they, they, they paused, they stopped, they allowed the, uh, the remarkable realization of this, of this star that stood out among all other stars. They allowed it to disrupt their routine. They, they allowed it to cause them to, 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 to generate some real curiosity about what's behind the star. Now, let me just suggest that, 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 that these were uh, people who studied the stars. They, they had turned astronomy even then into a real science. So when they, when they saw the star, they, they saw God's wonder in, in, in science. You can find God's wonder in science, in the industry, and in technology. The things we play with, if you just, it's not what you see, it's how you look at it. Uh, this, this, this star was located in the environment. It stood out in the environment. It's a, it's a reminder, y'all, that, 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 that we're surrounded in the environment with God's wonders all the time. And sometimes, come on now, you have to, rather than driving three blocks down to the store, 
leave your car parked and walk three blocks and see what you're always missing. Come on now. Oh, when you're going home, rather than taking the same route home every day, come on now, put on your GPS and pick a different route and then pay attention to what you're seeing as you're going because there are wonders all around you. In your environment. And then lastly, we're reminded that there was a, a hint, a rumor in the pages of history of a, of a king that would be born in Israel that would ultimately have a universal rule over the world. Uh, is, and so these folks found the wonder of God as they studied the pages of history. It's just a reminder that whether you're a scientist or a plumber or whether you are a teacher studying the pages of history, they are filled with the wonders of God. You just have to have eyes to see them. You got to look for them. All right, so what causes me to look is curiosity. Well, let me give you a definition. There's a, uh, there's a, um, uh, 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 an encyclopedia called the Interdisciplinary Encyclopedia of Religion and Science. And there's an article entered in that encyclopedia that says that one of the main drivers for the byproduct of science is what he calls the sense of wonder. And then he goes on to define wonder by saying that wonder has to have at least three different elements in his definition. This real wonder, come on now, uh, surprises and attracts. I'm told from stories I've heard from both schools that, 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 that how when, when students got back, they were completely surprised. Secondly, he says that real wonder causes admiration and delight. I'm, I, I, I saw a video where the teachers at Garfield walked into the new lobby that we renovated there. Come on now. And they were, they were impacted by delight. As a matter of fact, let me show you some pictures that I forgot to show you. <laughs> well, show me the picture. Put the pictures up there. Let's see what we got. All right. Now, this is at Garfield. Watch this. Check this out. This is what this room looked like before. But then, come on now, after the love of God was poured into the womb, this is what it now looks like as, 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 as we brought the furniture, put in a brand new refrigerator, brought a big TV. Come on now. And then when the teachers walked into there, can you see the wonder? Can you imagine the wow? Here's another one. Put the other one up here. Uh, this is at Santee. Now, this is, I love this. One of my favorite deals. This is, of course, the regular bathrooms beforehand. This is what we did with the bathrooms afterwards. We painted all these inspiring scenes. So at Santee, if you want to be inspired, go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I wonder. What else we got? What else we got? Come on. Right, this here is just a, this is the picture we took at Garfield, but they represent all of us who showed up to create the love of God that left behind real wonder. Come on, give God a hand, praise. And ultimately, the writer of that article says that the third component of real wonder, watch this, his eye backs into curiosity, uh, is that it leaves me astonished 
And it causes me to start asking questions. To start wondering. Hmm? Let me give you two examples of how this looks. The first thing I want to say is that the way we developed our partnership with Garfield and Santee came out of the gift of curiosity. We decided that we were going to make an impact in education. We had one of our partners, Linda Laser, who was uniquely connected to school districts throughout the Bay Area. She had insight into those schools that were uh, super challenging and those schools that uh, had real promise and that was being effective on the ground. And what we said is, we don't just want to throw our money and resources away. We want to find schools that are really doing a great job against the arts. And then we want to add our resources to leverage it, to multiply the impact. And so we came up with a criteria that we use. That first of all, uh, I don't even think Principal Michelle knows this, uh, but the, the, uh, the schools had to have administrators who had demonstrated that they were innovative, they were progressive, that they were open to new ideals, uh, that they had to have a staff that was working with them, that was making not gigantic progress as it relates to the scores, but, but incremental progress. That's step by step, year after year. Uh, and and they, they had to be serving a student population uh, that, uh, that had unique challenges. The, the unique challenges at these two schools of their student populations is that 90% of them are on, uh, is on the free lunch program and a large percentage of them uh, speak English as a second language. So, uh, so you've got to teach them English while you're trying to teach math and reading and so forth and so on. And when we looked at these two schools, and, and, and so we started searching, and Linda led our search, and it was her committee out of curiosity, shout curiosity, that brought back to us the recommendation of Garfield and Santee. And so what I'm trying to get you to see is that, see, see, see the, the curiosity will help you to discover the wonders of God. Come on now. And the wonders of God ought to activate curiosity. And so the good news here is that that, that through NBCC's curiosity, we saw not one star, but two stars. One star called Garfield and the other star called Santee. Shout curiosity. Let me give you another example of how when real wonder that is attached to the genuine outpouring of God's love uh, when, it, when, it, when it occurs, uh, it, it, here's what it looks like. It leads uh, to questioning. I got a, uh, an email from the principal of Santee. And here's what she wrote. Uh, she wanted to thank us for a number of gifts, but one of which is what she calls the gift of literacy. She says, Christmas, like the song says, is the most wonderful time of the year. This proved to be true in the Santee community thanks to the wonderful act of kindness shared upon us by the NBCC family. Students, parents, and staff walked onto the Santee campus on Monday morning to find gift after gift after gift. The first gift students encountered were the lending libraries filled with books. Let me tell you just a moment what these lending libraries are. 
uh, that, that literacy is a big deal, and they're trying to drive literacy. So rather than hiding great books in a library and trying to convince the students to go, they asked us, and we were happy to do it, we built portable libraries so that you could move the libraries, y'all ain't listening to me, to where the students are in their classroom, in the reception hall where they hang out at, come on the outside of the building, and that the books that we filled them with uh, were not just, uh, they called it a lending library, uh, it was to stimulate curiosity, curiosity and literacy with the students, but they were also made available to the community because a lot of these parents are are, 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 are just beginning to learn English and, 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 and if their context improved, the kids' context improved. So come on now. So they recognize a need to impact the entire community. Now that's the context with these lending libraries. So watch this. She says, so the first gift was these libraries. So the students quickly gathered around the mobile library and started asking questions. I think we got the picture. You can throw it up there. Here's some of the questions. Shout wonder. It's the questions that they ask. Where do these come from? Are books free? Why? Is it because readers are leaders? Are you trying to make us leaders, Miss Marie? Can I take the book home? Can you shout wonder? She writes, I was excited to share with students pictures of the volunteers building the lending libraries from the ground up. I saw in their little faces the joy of knowing, watch this, that there was a whole community out there that cared about them so much as to build something for them. Can you celebrate that? Shall wonder, wherever the extravagant generosity and the, uh, the, the, the unconditional redemptive love is made real, it creates wonder. Wonder. Something else about wonder. You may imagine this, uh, you may have experienced this. If you're standing on a beach and you see the broadness of an ocean... Or you're, you're looking perhaps at the Grand Canyon. I've got to stand at the Grand Canyon. It's a mammoth experience. When you're standing in the face of authentic wonder, it makes you feel small. Not in terms of inferiority, but small in terms of you're connected to something large. There is a larger plan. That there is a, did you hear what she wrote? That there is a larger community that, that is more than just your, your family at home. It's more than just us. There is a larger community of people who love you. And, 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 and what I'm excited about, I hope that at some point those kids who become adults will, will recognize that, that, that it's even larger than that. Come on now. That there is a God that loves them and that has worked them into the profoundness of his plan for this world. That they have a unique unique place in it. Shall wonder. All right. So let's get back to the text. Now watch what happens to the star. I told you that whatever you see wonder, it is the reminder that God's in the neighborhood. 
I told you that wherever you see wonder, it is a reminder of God's power that is available to us, even if it is just to get us through a difficult day. But the third thing about the text and wonder as it relates to the star is that the star moved. It, 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 we see it in verse 9. It, it, it moved and it guided them. And, and by the time it stopped, it stopped right over the house where the child Jesus was. Jesus, that is the, young, that is the one that God gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish. Jesus is the expression of, come on now, of, 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 of extravagant generosity. Love that was given beyond expectation and requirement. The, the, the righteous expression of unconditional love. Love that came with no strings attached. The, 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 the incredible expression of redemptive love. The love that if we allow it to, to envelop our lives and how we live tends to make us better in a world that needs to be better. But that was the star. Stop right there. Somebody say the star. Stop right there. Say it. Stop right, 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 right there. Do you see the insight? Wherever you see a genuine expression of one of God's wonders, you can always draw a straight line to the love of God. <laughs> you might not know the name Jesus. Come on now. But it is actually the purest expression of God's most incredible love lived out in human flesh. And so wherever you see this incredible act of kindness and whatever expression it comes, even if it comes from people who have no faith, you can always just know that behind that expression is an active God that's actively loving you. She had stopped right over the house. Wow. What those kids experienced was real love. Now watch this. When you experience it, it tends to infect you. Ask the person next to you, are you infected with the love of God? <laughs> Listen. If you're infected, I don't want you to get an antidote. <laughs> now, listen, 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 listen. If you truly experience it, and if, if it comes, says so one thing if it's a mountain. Because you see the grandeur of the mountain and you say, I can't reproduce that. It's, a, it's one thing if it's, a, if it's a painting, painting by a grand artist. You see the grandeur of the painting and you say, I can't reproduce that. But it's a whole nother thing. If the remarkable wonder of God's love comes to you through people. Because if it came to you through people, it can flow through you. Oh, let me, you don't believe me. Let me prove it. Let me prove it. I, I, got, a, I got a note from Garfield. This was remarkable. This, this blew my mind. And it's, uh, here's what the, 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 the vice principal wrote me from Garfield. Now, listen to me. Here's what happened. When uh, the kids and faculty came back, some of the faculty worked with us, by the way, and they saw what took place. Garfield was inspired. In other words, they got infected to commemorate what NBCC had done by inaugurating 
for their 400 plus kids what they call nine days of giving. 400 plus kids now replicating extravagant generosity that is unconditional and redemptive kindergarten up to I think it's eighth grade. Woo, y'all, y'all so excited. Hold on a minute. Let me read to you. So they're going to do it all the way to the end of the next, this week. So let me give you some examples of what they did. She wrote me loose. So on Friday, watch this. She, she writes to the faculty, everybody. Today is, was day five, this past Friday, of the campaign. And that day was labeled Show Generosity. We are donating our spare chain for one day. It's a corn drive to help others in need. The proceeds will go to Life Moves, which happens to be an organization committed to breaking the cycle of homelessness. Now, I want you to catch a visual of that. Yeah, celebrate that. Celebrate that. All right. I want you to catch the visual of what it looks like to be infected. Those 400 plus kids, 90% of whom are on the free lunch program, so they come out of incredibly difficult economic situations. Can you see that on that Friday they were reaching in their pockets, getting their nickels and their dimes and their quarters, and putting it in a collection that went to break homeless cycle. Are y'all listening to me? Y'all ain't listening to me because y'all would be shouting right now if you were really listening. You, you couldn't contain yourself. But hold on, let me finish this. Wait, wait, wait. Now, Monday, next week, tomorrow, here's what they're going to do. They, they label that day, show support. The proof is you don't always need money, right? So on this day, the kids are challenged to help someone with their classroom work. Explain what you, what you know to someone who's having difficulty understanding the work. And then offer encouragement to someone who's needing support. Tuesday, they've labeled it show appreciation for those who help us. And so, come on now, uh, the, 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 they say show appreciation for the teachers at the school. So the student council members will help every class to do something special for their teachers. Uh, let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up because I, I'm trying to inspire you to live a certain way. I, 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 we were practicing what I'm trying to inspire you to use Christmas as an opportunity that if you see real wonder, come on now, behind it is the love of God pouring into your life and you need to allow it to infect you. So here's what happened. Come on now. You would dare rise to the challenge of showing up through giving. Listen, we targeted, we said, we challenged you to raise $70,000 that we were going to give away. Everybody say $70,000. Do you know how much you gave? You gave $110,000. Come on now. And in one weekend, we gave away $100,000 to five organizations, and we're going to give the rest of it away. Now watch this. All right, so you add that to the work that we did, almost 3,000 hours of community service work for, 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 for free, right? Generosity. And then what happens? Come on now. It jumps. The love of God jumps from us. 
onto the faculty administration and to the students. And suddenly you got students, come on now, who, who can't pay for lunch, but given a quarter to help break homelessness. You've got classrooms who are showing up, come on now, and blessing their teachers. Can you imagine some homeless person hearing that the kids from Garfield helped to bless them? Shout wonder, come on now. Can you imagine teachers experiencing the love pouring back into their lives by those kids. So I wonder, can you imagine those kids going home as they've been challenged and being gifts of God's wonder to their parents? Washing dishes, come on, making up beds, sweeping the floor. Y'all ain't listening. Translating stuff that needs to be translated. Making parents say like my friend, who are you? Come on now. In other words, so I wonder. And so all together, we kind of gather today in the same place with those folk, seeing the wonder, recognizing it tied to a perfect love that we can only find in God, but we can replicate in imperfect ways. We ought to be exploding with joy. Say amen. Give God a hand, praise. Hallelujah.